good day to you. Welcome to Right On Radio Friday broadcast. Hey, get the likes and shares going if you can. Get some people in here. It's an impromptu show. I really don't have much prepared, although I always have a couple things to say. And uh, we just wanted to do a show because it's Friday and I'm able to. And if you're able to spend time here as well, then God bless. Well, thank you, kitty, kitty, <laughs> beans, <laughs> sunglasses emoji. Love it, love it, love it. Welcome, everyone. Hey, uh, just wanted to come on here. There's a few things I want to cover. Uh, there's a couple little news items that I think are very interesting that are going to be developing. And that, hey, happy Friday to you, too, Scrappy. Thanks for joining us, and thank you for coming in. As I say, get the shares out on your social media if you can get a few people in here. It's probably not going to be an overly long uh, broadcast. I do want to cover a couple news items, as I was mentioning. But also, I thought because I'm flying solo, I have an opportunity to do a couple things. The first one is, you know, it takes a lot of work, a lot more than you think, to uh, to put on a podcast. and. And I love doing the work, to be honest. I, I feel very satisfied doing the work. Uh, so it, it doesn't feel like more of a chore. It just uh, is a passage of time, you might say. Uh, however, and thank you very much for that check mark, Kitty. Uh, but one of the things is with putting in the work, I want to make sure we're putting out stuff that you guys want to hear. So I really would like to hear some feedback uh, from you on the type of shows that uh, that you prefer, the guests that you prefer, uh, because, you know, we do have reoccurring guests and things like that. Now, thank you so much for the coffee. Actually, I could really use a coffee now. Uh, but, you know, so favorite shows, favorite types of shows uh, that we do uh, would be really great. And I'll invite you to call in if you wanted to get on air and uh, and give me your perspective and of course it is anonymous it's just on you know on air here uh you know no one can see your face anyways i should say uh so that is the one of the things that i wanted to put out there and uh yeah and, and the second is just to put out a little bit of news and stuff like that so uh anyways love to hear from you i'll take some calls if you want to get in there one of the most interesting things that has been developing over the last couple of days and even making it at least into the uh you might eel you know, well we'll just call it the right wing media is that all of a sudden you know as if the uh ukraine stuff didn't show enough involvement with the bribes the persecutor the barisma all that stuff with Hunter Biden and all this stuff. But now, of course, it turns out that Hunter Biden's company was funding biolabs. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up, folks. Like, I, I got to tell you, you know, for a crack addict, this guy really gets around. <laughs> you know, he's a pretty productive uh, crack sex addict. <laughs> but, uh uh, man, no wonder Joe really wants to protect Ukraine. And by the way, don't think for a moment that Canada isn't involved in this stuff either. Canada, Canada is at the forefront of, uh, of all this medical research. In fact, a lot of the CRISPR stuff comes out of Canada. A lot of the things that are in the mRNA come out of Canada. And by the way, even predating uh, Justin Trudeau, because as we found out that even our previous uh, prime minister, who I thought on, at least on foreign policy, did a really good job, Stephen Harper, and quite honestly, financially, we are doing pretty good under him as well. Turns out, well, he's a Mason as well. So who knows? They're all in the same club, folks. Oh, and I see Anne says, pyramids found in the Grand Canyon. Guess where else there's pyramids? This is an interesting story that we didn't cover. But in the last few years, did you know that there's been about 20 pyramids built in Russia and uh, at least one in the Ukraine? Imagine that. Why are they building these pyramids? Now, these ones are uh, they're using for what they're calling healing frequencies and things like that. And, you know, trying to get the consciousness of people up and all this stuff. And they're built to certain perspectives, you know, 
the measurements and but I'm telling you pyramids are going up folks you know this is 2022 and pyramids are being erected around the world and uh what is the pyramid the symbol of ladies and gentlemen there you go hey natasha thank you so much for that coffee anyways so i think that is going to be a really really big story uh with ukraine look we got to see how it shakes out but ukraine could break it all and of course now you know trump is going on the offensive in court and he's taken on everyone in his lawsuits and things like that. And Durham, uh, where's John Durham? You know, we keep getting these things that he's breaking and he's getting to the bottom of it. But man, it's just taking too much time. We have to assume, or I'm assuming, that he's got the work done and they're just waiting for the exact right time to pull the trigger on this. And, uh, and by the way, thank you for the likes as well, Straps, and for the coffee, Natasha. Hey, we have our first caller. All right, you just got the invite. You should be able to come in any second here. Yeah, just click on your phone and you should be able to come in because you just got the invite to do it. By the way, uh, I was a guest on another show this morning. Uh, I found a show and... Uh, just uh, Big Daddy Al was the host's name, and he's kind of a cool guy. He's a truther. He was just reading the news. He does a program every uh, morning between 5 and 7, and uh, he let me on the air, and he gave a good plug for Right On Radio, so I want to thank Big Daddy Al as well. And uh, I listen, I'm going to start listening to his shows. I think he does it uh, from 5 to 7 a.m. Uh, mountain time. So, anyways... Who do we got here? Uh, Hello, Jeff. Hi. What's your first name? Oh, well, my name is Cisco. Cisco? How did you get in here? Yes. <laughs> don't ask. I don't know. It just happened. <laughs> well, Cisco. You know me in electronics. I'm dead in the water. <laughs> Did your grandson leave? <laughs> he he was going to go and uh, say bye to one of his friends in the neighborhood, and he said he'd give me a break. So I thought I would uh, see if I could get into your pod. Well. And I did. I don't know how I did it, but I did. You did. Uh, and wonderful to have you. I did. <clears throat> well, you were talking about the Grand Canyon. Yeah. You were talking about the Grand Canyon, Jeff. I have a little story I can tell you. Please do. And your listeners? I do, yes. I was in Japan, and I was walking the coastline. And uh, I was with my minister, Fink, Kushisan, and uh, another girl was with me, my interpreter. And uh, this Japanese man walks up to me, very elderly, walking the coastline. He says, you from America? I said, yes. He said, I've been to America. I said, you have? When did you go to America? He says, 1944. I said, oh, that's a long time ago. He said, yeah. He said, I went Jack Grand Canyon. I said, what were you doing at Grand Canyon? He says, during war, he says, 600 Japanese brought to America to tunnel through Grand Canyon dynamite. He says, we were blowing up Grand Canyon. I said, well, what was the purpose? What were you mining for? He says, not mining. He says, looking. I said, well, the interpreter said, explain. And he says, looking for big giants. Looking for giants. And, uh, he got really quiet, and he got he got really quiet, and he said, uh, "I not tell, I not tell all these years, not tell, not tell." He says, "Family die, family die." I tell, promise not tell. And I told the interpreter, I says, "Tell him he's safe, that he does need to tell." He says, "You know about giants?" I said, "Yes, I know about Nephilim." Yes. He says, "You do?" And I said, "Yes." He says, uh, ah, and he got really quiet. 
And he talked to my interpreter, and then he said, uh, tell American. I go Grand Canyon. He says, enter into big mine, big doors, 20 feet high, big solid doors. He says, we blew the doors open. This is from coming from the interpreter now. Blew the doors open, and out come big giants. We flee for our life, he says, some not get away. And some not get away, some die. I says, I asked my interpreter, what did they do at that point? He says, brought in big helicopters, take us out, but put us in confinement for days and days and days and days. And they didn't, they weren't going to let us out because we might tell. But finally, the interpreters told me that they finally, after days and days and days, them being in confinement, they finally let the few that were left uh, go back to Japan. And he not tell all those years. And that was in 2012. What's amazing to me. And he had not told anybody. He had not told anybody about the giants that they found. And they were alive and they were vicious. So what's amazing about that? So what's amazing about that? That uh, we had Chris Wilson, military analyst on here, and he was talking about those very giant doors and the caverns and stuff like that. So, you know. Really? Yeah. 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 And I know, I know this is your first time on the pod beam here. So uh, you would not have known that, but yeah, he was describing it in detail. Uh, from uh, from archaeologists going back uh, about a decade, but this is even more recent. So that is staggering information. And yeah, and I noticed someone put in the comments, "Wait till they're set free." Yeah, I think that might be coming in the near future. What what say you, Cisco? Well, they well, I know that in Alaska, the Eskimos are already dealing with some of these issues. And um, several years ago, I had gotten a phone call uh, from a missionary in Alaska that saying they were seeing the 12, 15-foot giants, and they didn't know how to kill them. They were killing the tribes people. They were eating them. And what to do, and I said, I don't know what to tell you to do. I said, but if you can capture one of them, make sure you cut one of their heads off. And he said, what? I said, their heads have to come off. That's all I know. Uh, because it's, why do you think David in the Bible cut Goliath's head off? They're part angelic. They have the ability to take, to go back to their natural form. That's right. They can just shape shift. So I don't know any. Their form, so. Right, right. the only way to do it. Right. Right. And I have no facts to base that on except just my own processing the situation but I also have something else I can share with you and this goes back to about 2004 no 14 2014 Uh, I had got a call from uh, a certain individual in Israel and this rabbi he says Cisco you keep telling the truth you keep telling the truth Continue to tell the people the truth because they don't understand what's happening. He says, you know, I've studied the Bible all my life. I'm a rabbi. He said, and I knew there were giants and I knew there were Nephilims and I've understood that, but I knew it at an intellectual level. He says, but now it's no longer the intellectual level. I said, what happened? He says, I've been asked by my other rabbis to please go to a certain place in Israel for months and months and months and months and months, and I have never gotten up in the middle of the night and went with them. But he said, two nights ago, they woke me up and they insist that I go to this particular place. And he didn't tell me the location. He was he thought he shouldn't tell me. And he said, so I went with my other rabbi friends, and he said, over the mountaintops, the UFOs were coming in. And he said, all these Nephilims are coming off of these, coming out of these uh, UFOs. And he said, Cisco, they were 20, some of them were 20 feet high. 
So we know that they're Nephilims as well. I said, oh, dear. Huh? So we know they're Nephilim as well. Yeah. And um, so I don't know what else to say, except this rabbi certainly was a very frightened individual. If that's only in 2014, what are they preparing for us, Cisco? That is the question. Well, Satan wanted to become God, didn't he? Or become like You think he doesn't still have his own kingdom? He wanted to become like God. And these Nephilim are his slaves. He's going to be the master over them. And we're going to, uh, we'll be used in just slavery. We'll become the ants of the earth. Wow. That's the plan. That is the plan. But God's got a bigger plan. Yeah, and you know, but God's got a bigger plan. As we went through Revelation and uh, did the study, you know, it's my point of view that you know the tribulation really is the you know twelve hundred and ninety days, and uh, and then essentially you have what they call the rapture. Uh, but then there's the wrath of God, and after the wrath of God, that's when the armies come out and slaughter. You know, like two million people in one shot are getting slaughtered, and and they're being slaughtered uh-huh. by the sword and things like that. It's not, uh, it's not the nukes yet. The nukes are like the final. Well, right. Well, I believe that these nephilims and these giants that are coming forth out of the earth, they are going to be the army. They are going to be the army in the battle of Armageddon. Yeah, but I'm talking about before Armageddon because one of the uh before, right, right. With one of the uh with one of the seals being opened, uh that's when the army is released and right. it's, it's actually sorry, it's 200 million people get uh get killed. And so that's a right. significant thing and yeah, that would probably scare But I also think that these slave, wouldn't it? Yeah, but I also think that these Nephilim are going to be the army. Yeah, no, I, I They're gonna totally make up that army at Armageddon. I totally agree with you. And pardon me? And plus, Cisco, one oh, okay. thing that you've been talking about uh and I boy, I don't know. Uh let let's just let let me just ask if this is somewhere you want to go or not. What about captured souls and them being used in a hidden army as well? It happens. They capture the soul, and they put that soul in a clone. A clone has got to have a soul, or at least a fragment part of the soul. So this, I believe, would help form that army uh, at the end as well. Absolutely. And these robotic... uh, army it's a robotic army they have to have a soul attached to them so the soul is taken from a child and sacrificed and it is captured and it is put in a particular type of uh vitting i don't know what how to process that was process that right at the moment let's just say that the soul is captured and they know where it is and they will link that soul to a robotic figure, which will also make up an army because it has, it can't be just electronics. Also, that's basically, this goes back so many years that I don't, and I haven't thought of it in so many years, Jeff, but it also has to do with, uh, computers, the beasts, a computer that's going to rule the world. It's going to have an essence of a soul essence in it too. Because it'll ha- it'll be all knowing. It has to be plugged into the consciousness uh, somehow, right? And it, you know, one of the yes, some, yes, it does. But it is these war- warehouses full of heads that they've kept the heads alive, essentially. Yes. And so, you know, using that. That's true. That's true. To feed the AI. They harness it. Yes. Yeah, they harness that energy, Jeff. 
it's man. But don't forget, they also harness energy for a spirit of fear to cover the earth. That's why it's so important as Christians that we keep a lot of praise in our hearts and keep praise and worship in our home is because of the vibrations that is coming off of the fear. It brings in the demonic realm. Fear always is a base for demonic activity, whether it be in your life or upon the earth, just in general. So we need, we need praise and worship. That is our strongest tool outside of a, a chauffeur. Now a chauffeur I play a chauffeur in my home every day because when a chauffeur is blown, there, no demonic stronghold can stand the vibrations because it's the vibrations of the heavens before the fall. The other instrument that you should play in your home is a harp because there's only two instruments that open up the gates. They're the two to heaven, instruments. And that is a chauffeur and a harp. And the harp. Yeah. Amazing. So I encourage my I encourage your listeners to get on the internet and look up chauffeurs and play them in your home anytime you have demonic activity around you. Even when you go down the highway. I have a CD that I would put in my player that is chauffeur because see a lot of times when an accident is happening, you'll find like there's fires in certain areas, there's car wrecks in certain areas, certain things happen in certain areas, and it's repetitious. It's never just one time. It's two or three accidents, two or three fires. Why? Because there are specific types of demons that are occupying that area. So if you have harp music or the chauffeur playing in your car, no principality of darkness can withstand those frequencies. They flee. So wherever you go and you're playing the chauffeur or the harp, you have the, the, you have heaven covering you. The frequencies of heaven covering you. You know, Cisco, I'm so glad you brought this up. And that, that's going you know, to allow me to segue to something. And, and just before I do, I've uh, got a really important note because I had noticed for the very first time doing a live here, uh, and it's when you're just after you joined, Cisco, we are in the top 10 podcasts as we speak. It's at the top of the thing. And by the way, this is thanks to your gifts and stuff like that that have been coming in. It really helps the algorithm. So the audience is a big part of it and being active in chat and the likes and stuff like that. But not only that, but I believe it, it was yet yeah, Katie has just mentioned we are now number one in news here on Podbean, which is like the biggest platform. We were number four for the longest time, but now I've got to double check and I got to get a screenshot of that because that's some serious, uh, serious, you know, accomplishment. Uh, but it's, it's not, it's not myself. It's not Cisco. It's not Jesse. It's you, the audience that puts us there. I want you to know that. Uh, so God bless each and every one of you. When God is glorified, he will lift it up, won't he? God is the lifter. And when we give God his rightful place, we give him his glory and honor that belongs rightfully to him, then he will lift us up. He will lift, he'll, you'll come forth as pure gold. Amen. That's what the word says. Well, I wanted to pick up on something that you had said on our last broadcast and, and, you know, because you had just mentioned that the enemy's camp lives on fear and promotes fear. And certainly uh, the whole world was in fear for the last two years and, and much of the world still is in fear over the pandemic. But you said a very, very simple process and, and I'm a simple person, so I appreciate it, Cisco. But you said three things, repent, worship, and pray. Yes. And just a few minutes ago, you said how powerful worship is. And, you know, it was, it was worship that brought down the walls of Jericho. It's, you know, worship is really our warfare. Uh, praying and repenting is, is being clean and being righteous before God. 
because the Father will never see your sin if you are, have repented. And if you're born again, the Father will never see your sin. But then to worship is to go into elevation. That's, that's to go, go into actual warfare. Uh, that scares at the enemy and the enemy hates it, uh, when you worship. And then where I wanted to go with this, Cisco, is something you and I were talking about earlier today is faith. Because if we repent, then we worship and then we pray, the whole key to prayer is faith. And just tell me what you said earlier about uh, if the church knew who they were in Christ and how powerful we are. Well, I was reading, when I was reading the word the other day, I was, uh, Christ, greater is he, this is, well, what scripture was I using, Jeff? Um, it's the spirit of God. Oh, I just drew a blank. I'm sorry. Call it a senior moment. Um, the spirit of the Lord, if it dwells in you, it shall quicken your mortal body. That was the one. And I was thinking about that scripture. I was just, I mean, I'm going, it shall quicken your mortal body if the same spirit is within you. When Christ was rose from the dead, it was the spirit of God that was with him, and it brought him out of that grave. And I was thinking, trying to phantom in my brain how powerful that is to be created in the image and the likeness of God and to have his very essence in us. And as the body of Christ, we do not have, we only have a glimpse of how powerful we are as in Christ. It's that same spirit of God that's in us that we, we will go from mortal to immortal to take on, put on the new resurrected body, that spiritual body when he robes us in righteousness. To take on that form, that is the God's essence within us when we accept Jesus Christ as Lord. I come to the words in my mind, oh, for a thousand tongues to sing. Then with my heart, I find believed, I first believed, believes with faith divine, power with the Holy Ghost received, to call the Savior mine. I felt my Lord atoning blood close to my soul applied. May, may he loved the Son of God for me, for me he died. And those words have rang in my heart all week. Uh, that faith divine, faith divine, to have the, to be blood bought. Yeah. That atoning blood, that atoning blood that God shed at Calvary for each of us. And he applied it to our soul through salvation. But in order to have salvation, we have to rise in faith. That's where the soul, the blood is applied. The soul comes alive. It is applied. So when someone says prayer, if they don't actually believe the prayer, are they saved? No. Because we have a church, there is so much apostasy within the church, that the very foundation of what the gospel is based upon, through the blood of Jesus Christ we are saved. A lot of them don't even believe in the blood of Jesus, and nor do they believe that Christ was of a virgin birth. And so much of the doctrine has had not been taught, and there is such ignorance in the world as a whole, that just to say a prayer, you have to believe it with your heart. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. To believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, that is faith. So let me put this in a situational, uh, in a, in a situation to illustrate what you just said and correct me if I'm wrong. But for instance, let's just take a mega church because there's lots of them in America. That's for sure. You know, 10,000 members. And let's say, you know, Uncle Tom gets invited to go for Easter because that's the uh, time when uh, a Christian should go to church and you know, the music right. is fantastic. And then out comes this uh, dynamic, good-looking preacher with a with a really 
uh, positive message. You know, you feel good after it. And then they do an altar call. And the emotion is really high. Um, you, you know, you were, uh, you know, jacked up by great music and then it settles down in tempo and then they do the offering and then the preacher comes out and does this dynamic thing and, you know, says, you know, now is the time to come to Christ. And so the uncle Tom, who just got uh, invited, you know, thinks, well, you know what, why not sign an insurance policy? Mm-hmm. It, does that sound like a likely scenario? Well, God has to look at the heart. And still, a lot of times, people accept Christ out of fear. But is that really repentance? Is that really repentance? Is that really coming before the throne of God and accepting Christ as Lord of your life? Experiencing salvation? Knowing that you've been changed? You have, you have just gone from mortal to immortal? Spiritually? No. So if it's, it's the same fear, thing when you have a minister. If it's based on fear, you're just signing an insurance policy. But, you know, just like, you know, signing exactly. with a fraudulent insurance company, sometimes when you go to make the claim, they don't come through. Right. Well, also because the church, there's so much apostasy in the church and there's such a, a false anointing in operation within the body of Christ that you have a lot of people, they they will go to a big uh, uh, convention and they'll listen to the pastor and I'll sit back and I have through the years. I said, well, that person's a 33rd degree mason and practicing witchcraft and yet he's preaching the gospel and yet I see people that are being really truly born again coming out of those, out of that congregation and I'm going, Lord, I don't understand. But the Lord, he began to open my eyes so many years ago that his word is ever living. The, it, God's word in the beginning, from, from the time, from the beginning, I don't know how this, in the beginning was the word, and the word was, and the word is God. It's ever living. So let's quote that again. In the beginning was the word, and the word was, and the word is God. So therefore, when his word is being preached from the pulpit, it is ever living. It is alive. It's eternal because it's his word. It is God himself speaking. So if that person in the congregation really uh, is listening to that word that because it's alive, that person can be saved. Yes. Even under, even though there is a, a gospel, even though the minister in the pulpit is preaching is not a Christian because his word is alive. And, you know, years ago, uh, <clears throat> I was listening to a man. I'm, I must have been in my 30s. And I was listening to a man giving a testimony. He said, I was the biggest drunk. I was just drunk. So I was drunk on the street more than I was at home. And he said, I used to walk the streets drunk. And he said, but I had this friend of mine. He was also a drunk. And he said, you know, Drunks like company. We liked each other. We liked each other more than we liked our own homes and our own wives and our children. And he said, we'd just walk the street. But he said, one day, my drunken friend was so drunk that he let it slip out of the bag that he'd been raised in a Christian home. And something got a hold of that man. And he said, he started quoting scripture and throwing scripture at me. And he said, I'd never heard scripture in my life. He said, I didn't even know what it was. He said, of course, I knew there was a Bible, but I'd never opened it, and I'd never read it. But he said, he started uh, throwing scripture at me, and he said, in my drunken state, he said, I fell on my knees and asked God to come into my life in the middle of a drunken stupor, in the middle of the street. God saved me. That And that has stayed with me. For so many years, you've got two drunks going down the street and one drunk raised in a Christian home. But all of a sudden, the Spirit of God got a hold of him and he started quoting scriptures at the other drunk. The other drunk had never heard the word of God, never opened up a Bible. But conviction, he said, I was so convicted. He said, I got on my knees in right in the middle of the street and accepted Christ. 
He said, I'm a changed man. That was his testimony. Well, I certainly... So how strong is the word of God? I certainly believe it, Cisco, and I'll tell a personal story that I've never told. And it goes back to when I was in my 20s, before I was saved, probably about four to five years before I was saved. And I was uh, acting as a concert promoter, and it was my biggest gig to date. We had about 25,000 people. It was a long weekend party. Um, it was kind of like a no rules party, you know, a lot of bikers, a lot of, uh, things, a lot of craziness going on, a lot of drugs, a lot of alcohol. And, uh, and I was partaking in both drugs and alcohol at the time. And it's funny because as we got to probably around 11 o'clock at night, or something like that, um, you know, where my, my duties, uh, for the day had pretty much been wrapped up, but you know, the, the party just never stops. And, uh, I found myself wandering away from the stage. And of course, you know, I had backstage access and all that stuff and wandering out and I heard God speak to me and I did not become born again that day, but I remember being instantly sobered and being in so much reverence, I dropped to my knees in the middle of a field by myself and prayed for about two to three hours. Now, at the time, I didn't know to ask for salvation or anything like that. I had no formal teaching. I was raised by atheists. Uh, But, you know, God had spoken to me before. God had spoken to me at nine years old. And so I did know his voice. And, uh, man, I'm just getting choked up talking about it. So, uh, yeah. What a beautiful testimony. You know, instantly sober. Oh, yes. Yep. God knows how to sober up a drunk. He does. He also knows how to heal a wounded heart or a wounded spirit. God is so good. He's such a God of love and compassion. And, you know, I think a lot of times we don't don't have the answers to a lot of things. But, like, I I do talk a lot about the false anointing and the, the apostasies within the church. But, see, I also know God's in the middle of the storm. I also know this truth has to be revealed to the world because we need a righteous church. We need a righteous. God is going to have a righteous remnant. And we can't be righteous until we come out from underneath the apostasy and the sin. But I know that God's in the middle of this storm. And when the word is being taught and preached, God knows exactly where to go. He knows exactly what hearts, you know, are going to accept him and are not going to accept him. He knows. He knows it all. We have to lay it down sometimes and just give it to the Lord. Maybe it's the first time... When that individual in a service, maybe it's the first time he's ever heard the word of God or ever heard the word of God preached or spoken. So, see, we sometimes we just have to let God, let go and let God be God because God loves the souls of man. We must remember that it, when God created the souls of man, he created, created them out of his heart of love. He is the keeper of the eternal soul. And believe me, God loves us all. He loves us all. He loves the sinner. He loves the Christian. About 15 minutes ago, actually, when we were talking about the Nephilims and stuff like that, I just kind of was thinking, what an opportunity for you to pray with someone. People love how you pray. Uh, Your prayers are probably the most powerful that I've ever experienced, particularly in those couple times that we've prayed together privately, Cisco. So, um, I want to invite someone who needs some prayer to call in and uh and Cisco would you be okay with praying for someone? I would love to pray with anyone that needs to be prayed with. All right. Well, there's one person that I sent a quick message to because she was the first person I'm assuming it's a she that uh really said she needed prayer. But the uh you can hit the phone button and uh and call in if you prayer. And uh, while we're waiting for someone to call in, Cisco, I will put forth a prayer request. Mm-hmm. 
uh, from one that I got earlier. And, uh, well, I guess I can, I'll use his handle. I don't want to use his real name because I don't have permission. Uh, but one of our flock, he's one of our, our key diggers, uh, uh, Red Yoda. His family has been under attack. And, uh, so it's really on my heart to pray for him. And, uh, and yes, Anita, I just sent you the call in. Uh, so you can come on in and just keep your microphone muted for a moment. And, uh, and I'm going to pray for Eric and his family. And then I'm going to have Cisco pray for you, Anita, as you enter into the studio. So Heavenly Father, I just come before you, Lord, and I not only pray this for Red Yoda, but I pray for everyone who's on the air with us right now, everyone who's in this forum. Father, I want to pray a special protection over family and over loved ones in particular. And, Lord, against the spirit, Lord Jesus, that you protect each one, broaden their faith, even stronger. And, Lord, even though there's medical issues, there's uh, demonic attacks, you are greater than these things, Lord. And just, Lord, shine your light on them and let them know this is just to make them stronger, Lord, that these tests are just to make them stronger. And you will send your comforter. And all things will be uh, restored in time after your purposes are fulfilled, Lord. So, Lord Jesus, I pray your mercies and your comforter on these families right now. I pray it in Jesus' name. And uh, is it in? Yes, amen. I'm right here. Yeah, no, it was our new. Hello. 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 Yes, hi. What's your first name? Can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Okay, this is Anita Brummett. Uh, I request prayer. I'm sorry. I have lost the hardest battle of my life. Only Jesus Christ has helped me through. Uh, this has been over two years. My father was sick, and the last few months, well, the last year of his life, um, I had to work because I was looking at spine surgery. So my daughter, I offered to take him in when he had sepsis. And so she couldn't, although she got paid salary, and my sister wasn't working, I took off work and took care of him for two months with sepsis. But then the following year, he went in the hospital, and he never had COVID, but he was one of the first in a COVID unit. Uh, Actually, he got back home before his test did. Uh, long story short, he passed away shortly thereafter. Afterwards, my daughter, that I, that I thought was such a good Christian, even though she had a temper, um, out of four wheels, she had changed my father's wheel. And he told me just before he died, and he told her that he wanted me to be power of attorney in case he had to go back in the hospital because he didn't want power of attorney. And then as he passed, as he passed, then I found out not only had she changed the will, but she had years before made herself not just a representative to sign, but a joint bank account. So all of his money was gone. Now it's finally getting into court. And, oh, my goodness, the evil just gets worse. You know, so much of it is illegal. So I am fighting that next week the judge and everybody else can come out and see. But it breaks my heart because she, she can go to jail for elder abuse. And the worst of it is they do home health care. And the state of Tennessee has a lot of Medicare patients. And their company does this. You know, and they just have a reputation of breaking up families. So many of the children have been jerked out of their homes. And, you know, it, it's just Satan. It's just Satan. But God is mightier. Just help me pray that God can give me the strength to make it. Because, because you, know, you know, just before my dad passed, the doctors put me up. My husband and I both lost our jobs. I was disabled, and my husband, they only told him, they let him go because of COVID. 
But God's been good. But, you know, we, we're making it. But these attorney fees and, you know, I've told them if the truth doesn't come out, I will put it in the paper. And Governor Lee of Tennessee gave my son-in-law that has this elder care place. He expunged his record just this past year. And I thought, Lord, how much more wickedness can we handle? But I feel, I feel so connected to Cisco because I was born in the 50s and I only weighed nine pounds and weighed three, three pounds, nine inches long. They said I wouldn't live through the night, but God has a purpose for me. Yes, he does. Sweetie, what is your name? Anita Brummett. Anita. Okay, I'm going to pray for you, Anita. And those that are on broadcast, I want you to pray with me today and continue to uphold Anita throughout the week and throughout the month. Put her at the top of your prayer list and cover her in the blood of Jesus. Now, our gracious Heavenly Father, we're so come before you so humbly, Father. Today you see the heart of Anita and her husband, and you see the, the tears that has taken place in the heart of her family. Lord, I ask you, Lord, to put favor upon Anita and her husband, and those that are walking in righteousness, those that are upholding your word. We know, Lord, that you will cover them with your precious blood. I ask you, Lord, to bring in your ministering angels to uphold each and every one of them. Bring in the warring in angels into that courtroom and make war against the spirits of darkness. And Lord, I ask you, Lord, to put favor upon Anita from this day forth and upon her husband, the spirit of favor, that wherever she goes, the spirit of favor will fall upon her from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. It will be to the left of her and to the right of her, and favor will become her anointing. It will be a special anointing that is over her that will cover her family. And this stronghold will be broken in the name of Yeshua, in the name of Yeshua Christ the Messiah. And, Father, I ask you, Lord, today to do something very special for Anita today, just for to Anita, and that is to give her an extra measure of love for this situation. For everyone that is involved in this situation, may her heart just become overflowed or flooded with love for each and every one of them. Let love so penetrate every part of her being, body, soul, and spirit, that she will love those that have come against her. And let the love of God be a fresh anointing over those that have attacked her, because we know in perfect love casteth out all fear. And as she loves them, that is the love of God that is covering her, and the enemy will have to flee in the spirit of, of love. He has to leave, because he is of darkness, and he cannot look at the light. So, Lord, I ask you, Lord, to put love, such a deep uh, residence of love in Anita's heart even now, Lord. We just speak love to her, to her spirit. We speak forgiveness. Anita, just say, tell the Lord, even right now, I forgive everyone that has come against me and my family and has stolen from me. I I choose to forgive. I want it to be a verbal. I want it to be verbal, Anita. Just ask God to forgive you. Oh, God is, Jesus Christ is my only strength. I've told mm-hmm. my family I love them, but this is mm-hmm. between what they did to my parents and her parents and these innocent children and the elderly people. I love them. I forgive them, but mm-hmm. I have to be true to God. I have to. That's right, you do, because see, God has a, God, there's a place for, for righteous indignation, honey. Righteous indignation. Do you know what righteous indignation is? You know, my daughter even knows. She knows I gave her to God before she was born. The doctors wanted me to have a DNC. They said she was dead. And I said, no, she is not dead. And she lived. She lived. you're a girl of faith, yes. You're a girl of faith. Let faith arise in your heart. When you walk into that courtroom... I couldn't have made it without God. My life has not been easy, but he's made a way. He's yes, pleased he pleased me so much. You know, four times I've had cancer. Well, Satan has to learn that's God's call, not his. 
That's right. That's you know, right, I'm here. I'm here till he calls me home. I'm ready to go home when he's ready for me. But I can't till he says come home. That's right. That's right. And well, I Anita, appreciate you I and Jesse you and Ride on Radio so much. Thank you, sweetie. Well, Thank you. And uh, I am. Please Anita, pray for my family. Anita, when you walk into that courtroom, you walk in with your head up and your shoulders back because you have on the. Remember, here's what I want you to remember. You have the whole armor of God upon you. Amen. You have the breastplate of righteousness upon you. Put on the armor of God and just walk into that courtroom. You own it. In the name of Jesus, you own that courtroom. Every judgment that comes down will be in the faith, will be in the favor of what God wants for you. Because God has put favor upon you. Well, I want him to make that. I'm praying he will soften their hearts and bring them back in the fold. This is just, you know, Satan's trying to do all. He's desperate. He knows his oh, time he is, is short. Desperate. Yes, he is desperate. He knows his time is short. It is. It's but a- I appreciate you so much. And, oh, my, I couldn't make it without Jesus. That's the only reason right. I would want to die is if I, did, if I didn't have access to God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, I couldn't make it. That's right. Well, Anita, none of us have had a question. Yes. Is your faith strong enough to believe that prayer, not just today, but tomorrow, the day after, and the day after? Oh, forever, Jeff. You know, the doctors have told me time and time again I'm going to die. It's not their call. I'm supposed to have three back surgeries. You know, I'm not going to get God is ready for me. There's been times it would have been a mercy to die. But, you know, that's not it wasn't God's call. As a child, my punishment was to not be able to go to church. Now, what does that tell you? And, oh, you know, I, we went to so many tent revivals and so many black churches and so many, I don't know, I'm a child of God. You know, I, one grandparent was Baptist, the other was Pentecostal. I'm just a child of God. And I <laughs> profess to know nothing but the love of God. That's and he right. didn't intend for my family to go through this. The reason I asked that question is going to be part of the public testimony. Yeshua constantly said, it is by faith that you are healed. So it is by your faith and by your forgiveness that your family is going to be healed as well. I strongly believe that in my heart. And Anita, would you come back and keep us updated as a public testament? Oh, yes. Yes, yes. And as soon as, you know, if I hadn't had to pay out so much for attorneys, oh, I wanted to help your ministry so much. And, you know, I just feel a special connection to Cisco. You know, it's just, you know, we have so many different things in common. But let me tell you, Satan is real. God is real. But the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ will bring, he he will prevail. No matter what happens, he will prevail. Not will, honey. He already has. It was done at Calvary. It was finished at Calvary. It's already done. Yes, when he spread his arms and said, it's finished, it's finished. Yeah, there's no ifs, ands, maybes about it. It's done. It's a finished work. You know, it's it's just so... God only had to die once. You know, I love it when I think of that, Anita, because God only had to die one, and I hate people, hate the fact that people continually re-crucify my Lord. He was crucified when he rose. It's finished. It was finished at Calvary. I love that. Yes, when he spread his Don't arms you? and said, it's finished, it's finished. There's nothing That's right. There's nothing we can do. He did it all. I have no That's doubt right. he took on every disease, every yes, wickedness. You know, I'm sure he didn't even look human. But, he, and you know, I never understood as I was growing up why I couldn't think about the crucifixion without crying. And then I thought, well, I know why, because it hurt God so bad. He had to turn his head. That was his son. That was him. That was, you know, that was a shoot of him. That was his only begotten son. 
Mm-hmm. So I don't feel so bad when I think about it and cry. Amen. Yeah. Anita, I want to thank you for your call, and I'm going to ask the audience to continue to pray for you, and please keep us updated. Thank you for calling me. Yes, I will, and I love you all so much, but please pray for my family that God will bring them back. He will. I'm so afraid that they've gotten their hearts hardened. They're blind. They don't even see the wrong, I don't think. Well, all right. We'll keep them in our prayers. Thanks for calling in, Anita. Thank you so much. And, wow, that was, uh, that was powerful. Yeah, please, audience, uh, continue to prayer. And I noticed that uh, Watching Wall is in here in particular. And Watching Wall, let's uh, let's make sure to bring up Anita on, uh, on Saturday night for prayer celebration. And uh, we'll have even more people praying for that situation. You know, uh, there's so many prayer requests, and it's really hard to get to everyone. But sometimes God just makes a way for someone. And uh, and this is a, a public testimony, and God will get the glory from it. And so, you know, this is really important. Uh, let's uh, we we know that it's finished, as uh, as mentioned. So. Uh, amen and and Cisco, what a blessing you are to uh, to drop in on us today, uh, Cisco. I constantly say this, but you have uh, become such a dear dear friend to me and my family. Uh, I just really really have love in my heart for you, and what a pleasant surprise for you to come on the pod, being with us for this live today. Well, Jeff, thank you very much. It's a privilege to be with each and every one of you. I love you all, too. And it's a miracle that I'm here because you know me when it comes to electronics. So when I tap that button, I just said, now where do I go, Lord? I don't know which button to hit. And I hit the right one because the Holy Spirit led me. But you know what, Jeff? The Holy Spirit has to lead me all the time because sometimes I'll lay something down or set something down. I get busy and... And if I don't give it a lot of thought, I'll go back and I'll think, what did I, what did they do with that? What did they do with that? And I'll just sit down and go, Holy Spirit, I am not going to look my little house over to find that because you already know where it is and just Holy Spirit show me. And I just relax in it. A few minutes later, I get up and walk right over to it that because happens, see the Holy Spirit, is isn't that the, you just sit huh? and believe. Yeah, and you know, we need to trust the Holy Spirit in all things, Jeff. You know, I, in my growing up in the church, we always knew who God was and who Christ was, and we knew of the Holy Spirit, but did we really? Did we really know and understand the importance of the Holy Spirit? That he knoweth all things and is all things and has the mind of God and the mind of Christ and they are one. Yeah. Do we really, do we really, this is what I want you to think about, dear ones out there. Talk to the Holy Spirit. Talk to him. He makes up the Trinity. Talk to him. Because he already knows all things. He'll give you wisdom. He'll give you understanding. He'll he'll lead you and guide you. And he'll pour out the anointing over you. Yes, he will. He'll give you that. He will give you that spirit of forgiveness deep in the heart. Because, you know, Jeff, I don't think in the natural realm we have the ability to forgive. But when we step into God's righteousness, then the Holy Spirit can do the will of the Father, and then the Spirit of forgiveness will cover us. Yeah. Do we have the ability to love in God in the natural? I don't think so. But when we step in righteousness, we can just fill the earth with His love. You know, we can just love. The thing is, just love, just love. Love your dogs, love your dogs, love your plants, love your trees, love everything around you, love your family. I love that, Jeff. Love your family. The, the English love. language is so limited, and, you know, there's about five different levels of love. And, you know, if you're not born again, can a mother love a child? Of course. Is it legitimate love? Of course, of course it is. 
But right. there's a new level of love uh, that comes from uh-huh. the Holy Spirit. Uh, that's that's at least my yes. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I, I totally agree. Of course. Well, amen. Uh, Anyways, and I, I think that God wants us to I walk deeper in that love, don't you? I do want to go deeper in that love, but uh, Cisco, I do have. And I want to walk. I got a heart appointment in 20 minutes to go and meet oh, my wife. Okay. But God bless you and thank you. For okay. Al- oh, and I got one super chat. I have always promised to read these, and it was just sending you love. And um, amen, I assume that was also for uh, for Anita, of course, and uh, the who questions. Thank you for so much for the gift as well. Uh, God bless each and every one of you. Uh, remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as thyself, and make a difference in your community.